everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast for personal development, money, and entrepreneurship. Celebrate you! Woohoo! <laughs> so today yep, yep. <laughs> we have Kevin Candor. Thank you, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Hi, Monica. Hi, everyone. Before I go straight into Kevin, let me introduce him to you. So, Kevin is the founder and owner of Movement Dynamics, one of the premium um, gyms here in Malaysia. And he is also my personal trainer and he's done an amazing job in keeping myself fit, especially. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I just tell you what to do. You do all the work. Yeah, no, but uh, like genuinely, ladies, if you don't have a personal trainer that properly helps you to get to to get you doing what you want to do and achieve the role the the job that you want to do like training then you've got the wrong personal trainer he should not be shouting at you he should be on the <laughs> side like he is for sure for sure awesome so there's so much we can talk about from entrepreneurship and keeping the business alive during covid yeah. lockdowns to nutrition and hydration and gym and mindset because those are the four things that we always talk about during our yeah, pretty much yeah so how about we start with today in the morning you told me that you've been in flow during this lockdown yeah how did that happen uh I mean, you know, initially when uh, I heard that we were going into the third lockdown for Malaysia, I was like, when we were initially going into it, I was like, oh my God, man, this is, uh, this is going to be really rough. And for a while after we went in and everyone was staying at home and we, went, we had no idea when was this whole thing going to go, then you have that whole doubt that comes in your head like, man, I have this company that I'm running. I had to pay for these employees. How am I going to make um make it through all of this you know because i'm now responsible to to a bunch of people like and the thing is for me i've uh, always been a personal trainer and this whole movement dynamics and having a whole team was something that happened in the part at the beginning of this year actually in february oh, really yeah <laughs> yeah beginning of 2020 that... not 21 uh 21 beginning of 21 oh wow yeah yeah, so before that, it was just all me. And then suddenly, I have this whole team of people. And then we've gone into lockdown as well. And you're like, man, what is going on, right? And so for a while, um, I was uh, just trying to figure out some stuff. But then what I realized is, um, man, you, you, it's okay, uh, you know, to not know what's going to, like, you know, when the lockdown is going to end. What can you do right now? Uh, that when you come out of this lockdown, you're going to be a, in a much better position than you're going in. And uh, for me, it was just figuring all the things because it, it, it really is this, right, Monica? There is always something we can work on to improve. Some tiny improvement somewhere can be made, right? Yeah. And just uh, so what I did is I, I looked, uh, I on my of my business what i did is i took a book and i wrote all the different areas of my business and i was like and i listed each 
um, task that is carried out in each one. And I was like, how can we optimize this to be even better? And oh, wow. what I know, yeah, I, I wanted to get a, an overview understanding of what's happened to the business. And what I noticed was my social media site needed a massive boost, right? And uh, it just, I, this is just luck for me. My brother is, uh, he's a digital strategist. And the problem for me was all this while, whatever idea that I had, I couldn't communicate it with people really well. Mm. So, you know, it was, Kevin has all these ideas and I feel like when it comes to fitness, no one can explain it as well as I feel I can, right? I'm able to explain concepts in a way that is very simple and understandable, but because I didn't understand social media, I couldn't explain it. So I started working with my brother and suddenly this guy understands how to convert my ideas into pictures or text. And suddenly I'm like, there's just so much more people responding to the stuff we put out these days. And uh, I'm just like, man, this, this is, and I'm coming out of this lockdown, having a, a, a whole new uh, section. Uh, I have a digital strategist, right? And uh, I feel like for me, that is complete the next step in my business. And almost immediately when this guy started working with me, the amount of responses that we have for our business just completely changed. Like we have almost every day, we have a new personal training client um, messaging us and asking us uh, for our rates and stuff. One lead per day. That is awesome. Yeah. What's your brother's name? Yeah. Everybody wants to follow him on Instagram now. <laughs> <laughs> So his name is Dennis Kando. Uh, he has his own company called Catalyst Militia. And uh, they, and man, I'm not saying this because he's my brother, but this guy is really good at what he does. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then that's helped but, you mean, properly get the results that you want. Yeah. I mean, also because I think I told you in the morning today, it just happened that um, it's, it's really tough to do work during the lockdown. Because, man, you're lazy, right? <laughs> like, and everyone is like, to do the work, it's so hard. So I listened to a lot of these Kobe Bryant motivational videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just happened that I came across this guy called David Goggins. He's this Navy SEAL, who's probably the most toughest man on earth, right? And he's one of those guys that did those ultra marathons, normally where he rests for six months. He did it eight weekends back to back, right? Crazy. And... That's crazy. And he was talking about this one, um, this one line that I really remembered was uh, in my book uh, called Taking Souls, I've devised ways of taking uh, the soul of anyone or anything that's in front of you. And taking souls doesn't mean killing someone. It means getting them to behave in a certain way that you want them to behave, right? For example, in your case, in my case, uh, taking Monica's soul would be getting her to, um, you know, eat better quality protein and eat, um, move around more and, you know, just whatever your goal is, you can, you're so relentless at it that you get people to ultimate or things to work the way you want it to. Right. You're and good at it. <laughs> you're good at that as well. And, and he said, if something is relentless, nothing wants to get in the way of something that's relentless. Think about it, right? If you're always just attacking, 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 at some point, whatever you're attacking is going to move out of the way. 
right? And and so it's it's pretty much all of this, this combination of these videos and stuff like that, that I've sort of started to learn to embrace the the suck. It it's not fun, but you just embrace it, you accept it, and you just go and show up and just do the work, right? Awesome. And yeah, and it 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 builds discipline and it builds um, that mental resilience to always just. I mean, Monica, you know, some days where I have like 10 clients, before this, I would be like, oh my God, 10 clients. But it, now it's sort of, for me, I see it as I know where I'm trying to get to. And these guys are, you know, like doing all this stuff on a daily basis. It's what's going to get me there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I... It, 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 yeah, it, it, it's if you think about it, right? For me, last year, like I said, I was a personal trainer by myself, and uh, I was pretty broke because I had just left my previous company, and then, uh, you know, I w I didn't have any clients, so I couldn't afford Grab, so I'd be walking everywhere, you know, to my clients' houses and stuff, right? Wow. So, yeah. You used, and you used to walk instead of using yeah. transport. Yeah, because. Like for example, from Mount Kiara to here, I would it's really expensive by Grab, and I couldn't afford it, so I just walk all the way from Mount Kiara, come back home. I have more clients, and uh, at that Are time when I was walking and resilience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was walking, all I could think about was I know where I'm trying to get to, and I this is what I have to do. And so current, I'm currently living in the future that I wanted back then. Awesome. Right, <laughs> right, and so I'm I'm sort of looking at it in this in the sense of my future self is looking back at it, and I'm right now I'm building that future that I want, just you know doing the work every day these days, you know, so I can accurately predict what's gonna happen in the case of my this one because I know this is where I will be in a few years, and I'm already doing the work that I want right now every single day, and I think yeah. You it's like you're very spot on discipline discipline it's, is is just it's the hardest thing to master yes right? it, discipline is the hardest thing to master because monica when you can build discipline you can achieve anything you want because discipline gets you to go and do things when you don't want to right you want to make money you want to be a better piano player whatever discipline is the hardest skill to master yeah and i think with you when i train with you of course, in addition to training, one of the things that I've been building little by little by little is discipline. Because mm -hmm. many times, like I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's five to eight and our session is at eight. And I'm like, I don't want to go. And it could be like so easy to just say, not yeah. going, still sleeping, bye. And today was yeah. one of those. And, it's, and now it's more <laughs> of a, okay, I just woke up, <laughs> give me five minutes. Yeah. But then it's building that discipline to doing it regardless of how you're feeling and regardless if you don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right, discipline is required on my side as well in that I train clients. For example, I used to be the guy that I, I would have a client at 8 o'clock, I'd wake up and I'm like, oh my God, man, do I have to like, ah, okay, okay, you know what, you know what, let's go. Versus that mindset that has changed for me now, I wake up and I'm like, man, 
I'm excited for today. Like, you know, it, it's just, I've learned to enjoy and thrive in that, uh, that uncomfortable feeling. And I love it because it just, it, it, it builds character, you know, to get. It does build character. Yeah. It, it, it calluses your mind. It calluses your mind to, uh, to be in uncomfortable situations all the time, right? So when you do come across that uncomfortable situation, it doesn't affect you as much because you're so mentally tough and prepared for it. Yes. And also one of the things that I like about your training style is not only you show up to the one hour training, but it's more of during the week, I have to report every single day my number of steps, my weight starting the week, my water intake and pictures of my food, <laughs> which before we go into that, at some point yeah. I had a lot of resistance, especially the weight, because I'm like, I don't care about my weight, <laughs> yeah. but you do. <laughs> yep. But at the same time, it's, I could skip right, uh, reporting my weight, but then once I got into the habit of doing it and I started seeing progress and yep. I was like, you started, you started sending me my metrics and you were like, oh, this yep. week you've got 80% consistency or 70%, what's up? And yep. I could be like, oh, it's so annoying when he asks me, why don't you record your weight today? Like, I don't want to. <laughs> but at the same time, it's more of a, by now, it's yeah. just like a thing that I do and I've yep. seen the progress. So now I'm like, cool, yep. I've got the discipline of, reporting my weight and my steps every single day. And even I've thought about it and I'm like, it's just less information, but no, it's not just less information because it yeah. is building the habit of discipline. And once you have discipline yes. in one thing, then you can expand <laughs> everything. So that's why it's so powerful. That's true. That is true. And you know what I've realized is why I send you this whole tracking metrics and all that, it's not only enough to tell people what to do, they have to understand that the amount of effort, this, they are putting this amount of effort and this is what the results is looking like. So you see that consistency rating you get at the bottom of your report, that means it shows how well you've been sticking to the report. For me, I think that probably is what completely changed how I approach personal training because now I can quantify effort. I can actually show you this is the level of effort you can you are putting in if, and if you're not uh, seeing the results it's because we can improve this number over here which is how much effort you're putting into your program if let's say you're 100 percent consistent your program and you're not seeing results then there's something wrong with the program and you need to change that so interesting yeah ultimately by tracking everyone's consistency you can uh, just measure uh, effort Right. And when you can measure effort, it, it changes everything. Like, cause then we know exactly what to change. Basically all the data you give me, uh, is like, it allows me to like, it's like small pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, right? When you have enough data points, you finally get a picture of what's happening with your, your, so, right. But simply the, the habit of asking people, have you done it <laughs> right my job essentially what it boils down to as a personal trainer is have you done it if you can ask these people all the time 
you can get them to get the results they want because like in your case uh you were not tracking weights and stuff like that but we didn't stop every time you we were like okay this is what we're gonna try this is what we're gonna try and you just keep you know you, yeah. you keep you know trying to improve on something right always just improving improving and at some point people are gonna you know like okay you know what <laughs> this guy is just gonna keep bugging me right at some point i'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna try yeah yes, and but it's th true that's because it's coming back to what you said at the beginning of the session it's about yep. making improvements little improvements every day and for me yep. something as simple as weight and people may be listening and it's like dude why do you why do you wait to yourself every day let's go back in a second but yep. like the i like you said i was very inconsistent 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 and there was a micro micro shift that you were like why don't you put yep. the what do you call it, the machine <laughs> why don't you put yep. the scale next to the bed properly so yep. that you don't forget and now it's like as simple as i wake up and the machine is in there so i just do it because yep. there's no resistance it is as simple as okay just wake up go to the bathroom come back done don't yep. even you come know. back to the bed it's like okay once yep. you step on the scale then it's like okay starting the day <laughs> yeah you know this is the thing right um as people like what we tend to forget is there is very simple solutions to problems right and sometimes it could be as easy as controlling a situation or an, an, your environment before it happens. For example, I think I might have told you this. One of my clients, her husband calls me up and he's like, Kevin, you solved my wife's drinking problem. And I told you, right? And the reason was like, I was talking with her and she, she, she said she drinks a lot. And I was like, why do you drink a lot? She's like, I have it at home. I was like, well, don't buy it. And then it's that simple, right? So like with people, for example, to get them to change their habits, you can't change it everything in one day. It doesn't work because it's just too much. But if it happens at a very slow pace, it becomes a habit. Like, you know, initially when I started as a trainer, uh, what I used to do is I used to write meal plans. And when I used to write meal plans, what happened is I would write, you know, eat oats and eat salad and stuff like that. And people will literally follow it for, guess how many days people would follow it for? Five. Zero days, like literally zero. Days. zero. Oh. Yeah. No one follows a meal plan because how people don't even consider what I eat food. You know, they're like, what the hell is this, man? This is not even food, right? So you have to, to able to change people you can't tell them what to eat. You have to take their current habits and then slowly move them away from it. Think of it like this, right? So, um, you know these asteroids that come and hit the Earth once in a while? Yeah. So, one of the goals that, uh, one of the ways that they plan to move this asteroid from hitting the Earth, a potential one, is to send a small spacecraft to orbit the asteroid and slowly move, move it away. Millimeter right? by millimeter, it, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit, right? But over time, because of the distances involved, it completely misses the Earth, right? Just making a tiny shift in its trajectory, right, is enough, like, to change people over time. Yes. Right? So, yeah. There is some, that's a very good point. Like, there is a mantra that I learned over 10 years ago from a guy called Matthew Hussey, dating coach. 
and his right. was little things done consistently create extraordinary results. And that stuck right. with me since then. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's a micro right. shift, but it's a micro thing. It's a little thing done keyword consistently. But then yeah. you can even move an asteroid from hitting the earth. <laughs> that powerful it is. Yeah, you know, the, the ultimately, right, Monica, I, I, I don't think people understand this as much. Discipline means you're doing something consistently. If you're doing something consistently, means you're working towards whatever you want in life. Like, that is really it, right? Discipline does consistency, which does anything you pretty much want. You want to be a fighter pilot, a race driver, whatever you can imagine, you can do it, right? So, and here's the beautiful thing with, with exercise and training, it builds a key habit that carries over to everything else in life, mm. right? If you think about it, people who are able to uh, exercise on a regular basis, right? And exercising is, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just like, for example, you're doing your split lunges, you're like, I hate that guy on the other side of the screen. And it's, it's difficult. But because you're showing up to do these difficult things, like you learn to always like, I mean, you know, when you have that moment where you have to do work and you're like, hmm, I'm going to check Instagram for like a quick second and see how's uh, my how's post going. going. <laughs> yeah. And you would notice you're like, I'm going to go there for one second and then you put it down and like, oh shit, that's been one hour. You know, I mean, at least it used to be. We, all, me, we right? all do that. Right. So it, it's our ability to put things that, um, like this, things like this, right? You know, always checking your phone. That is a form of um, instant gratification. You check it immediately. You get that, you know, hit of happiness versus, um, you know, doing that work that you know you should be doing because at the back of your head, it's bothering you. You know that voice, right? At the back of your head that's saying, man, you know, I should really be doing this. And it's bothering you, but you still put it off, put it off. And, you know, it's not a nice feeling. But for example, if you finish a workout or a task that you didn't want to do and you complete it. If you focus on that feeling all the time, that feeling of, man, I feel great. Yes. And you're always living for that. It changes you how you think. It does. It properly changes your yeah. brain. Yeah. It's just like neuroscience. Yeah. It changes the neural patterns of the brain. Hence, yeah. you change properly yeah. until it becomes yeah. an automatic habit way of thinking. Yeah. Here's, you know, something that I do these days, whenever I feel like not motivated to like do stuff, immediately I go on YouTube and I play one of these motivational videos, right? And then you just listen. I listen to some of my favorite people talk like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. And, and I'm hearing these guys talk and I'm like, man, I'm not performing anywhere near by this guy's level, right? So for me, it's like, a, I look up to these people and I aspire to to be, um, to work as hard as them, to have that work ethic as them. So, and then like, you're like, oh my God, I'm so motivated. You go back and you start doing work. And like, for example, yesterday I had the, like a full day booked with clients and then I had to send my clients reports, right? And I was telling you earlier, I think I have 40 clients that I had to send a reports to, and I started at 12 AM at night and I finished at 4 AM and oh. Yeah, because that's how long it takes to like, you know, compile all the data and, you know, uh, send in the next week's this one. 
But I was like, you know, I just kept going back to those motivational videos, watching it and going back to work, watching it and going back to work. Yeah. Cool. It's a system that works for me and I roll with, I roll with it. And the secret is keeping your mind into the right mindset, the right energy. I, I guess, I guess, yeah, you know, it's always, for me, it's, um, I, I'm very competitive. And so me, I like to believe I'm competing against Kobe Bryant in terms of his work ethic. I like to believe I can compete against Michael Jordan. I know it sounds crazy, but because I aspire to compete at that level, I think I'm able to perform. I work a, a lot more harder than most people are willing to. Mm, question for you. You're a personal trainer, but what is your background? Uh, my background in the sense uh, of you uh, used to what do, yeah, you used to do something. Uh, you used to be a bodybuilder, weren't you, or not? Uh -huh, yeah, <laughs> I I was a I was a, a so when I yeah, yeah it's a bodybuilding competition. So when I was in college, this was when I really started hitting the gym because I was working, uh, I was studying, and I needed some extra money. Uh, so I started working in this gym, right, and. Uh, I was 50 kilos at that point and I really wanted to gain weight. So I'm one of those guys again that whenever I need to do something, I just go all out, like leave no stone unturned. So my gym used to be paying me 500 bucks a month and they would, uh, out of that, I had to pay 200 bucks for my rental and I'm left with 300 for food. So I would go to a shop with a book and write down the calories of everything and how much grams do I get per calorie. Right. And I would stand for hours in the shop just writing down everything. That's because I wanted to gain weight. So I went from 50 kilos to 85 kilos. Uh, yeah. Over the course of, uh, I think, two and a half years. But it was also, it was muscle, but it was also quite a, a lot of fat because back then I didn't really care about, you know, looking lean. It was just size, size, size. I wanted to get as big as I could. And then uh, it just happened that... Uh, my, the guy who owned the gym, uh, Raj, he was like, why don't you try this bodybuilding competition that's coming up? I was like, huh. And then I joined it, right, for the fun of it. And I wasn't expecting to win or anything like that. So I, um, I went in, I didn't really prepare for anything. So they asked you to go up on stage. And the funny thing is, we went in, I was late, and we had to get this small, um, you know, this tiny looking underwears that bodybuilders wear. Yes. And uh, I went in and asked for size M and they were like, oh, we don't have size M, we only have size L. And I'm so glad I got size L because that barely fit anything in there. Okay. Right? <laughs> and you go up on stage, you're wearing this really tiny tongue and it's so weird, like with a whole bunch of people staring at you. <laughs> and you have to do different poses yeah. And I I had not practiced any of this. I had no idea what I was doing. So I just went up on stage. I was like following what everyone else was doing. And I came off the stage and I told them, my, my the bunch of guys from my gym who came in. I was like, all right, guys, you're not going to win. Let's just go. And they're like, Kevin, come, come to the stage for round number two. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> and so I go up on stage and they were like, um, okay, you know, so this is your solo round. You have prepared a song, right? So we're going to play that song. And, um, you know, you're going to post that song. I was like, I didn't prepare any song. They're like, but I was like, honestly, man, I didn't think I'll get this far. <laughs> and they were like, 
uh, okay, you know what? We're just gonna play some song for you. Just pose. So I go up on stage and like making all these funky looking like poses. Like, I thought you were having fun. Yeah, I was just like you know winging it at that point, and I felt it was disastrous. I went back down and I told these guys, "All right, guys, you know." I'm definitely not going to go to the next round. Let's just go back. And they're like, Kevin, come to the stage for round number three. Oh, I'm like, wow. right, who slept with the judge? Who slept with the judge, guys? <laughs> right? So I go up on the stage again. This is for the uh, third round. And again, had no idea what I was doing. And I ended up getting a fourth place <laughs> for this. Wow. And, yeah. And here's the really cool story. Right? I got fourth place, but they gave me the medal of the second place winner. <laughs> How come? And uh, I think they gave it to the wrong person. <laughs> so oh, they, oh they, were they, like, get, they gave you second place when you really wanted yeah, they gave me, it. Yeah, I got fourth. So um, they called me when I was like, uh, I had just got into my car. I was like, oh, we gave you the, the medal for the wrong this one. I was like, oh, I'm too bad, man. I really left. Uh, I'm like really far away. <laughs> so I have the medal of the second place. <laughs> oh, wow. So from... Yeah. That's a very good story because it has a very good lesson. It's from novice and from saying yes to a crazy opportunity. Yeah, yeah. To winning the competition, kind of without even yeah. kind of just kind following, of following your flow perfectly. Yeah. yeah, you know that's one way. You know, just get the wrong medal in you. Yeah. Uh, but it was a fun experience, and I definitely learned a lot about uh, bodybuilding back then and that gym that i was going to was a very very testosterone just guys gym you know it was just a bunch of guys just like ah, ah. and it's one of those gyms where if you're going upstairs you can smell the guys already uh, you know it's one of those yeah, college gyms yeah. right and but the thing is that was the atmosphere that was the atmosphere that i loved going into back in college and it just made you want to go and pump some weights and it's all that adrenaline you know just like ah. and i look back at my videos of when i was training back then and i'm and i'm the guy that appears on those uh youtube videos those fail army videos that's just doing the dumbest shit in the gym oh, i'm not I sure know. if i can swear on your podcast but i'm that guy apparently so uh but that's the thing right it's you you do something for so long and you're always like you know looking at improving that at some point you reach where i am yes. right yeah so it's it's definitely um different times of my fitness journey i've done different things because after i did my bodybuilding competition i was like what's next they're like they like maintain and that's super boring you know staying in one place and nothing to work towards is just the most boring thing ever right so then i went into calisthenics I'm like, can you repeat yeah. that again for everyone? Because that applies in everything in life, in work, relationships, business, bodybuilding, and personal trainer. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, one of the really key things is that, you know, it's re you need something to work towards because then it allows you to plan a set of actions to yeah. take on a daily basis to get there, right? Staying in the same place. I mean, I guess there are some people who are going to come in and say you know they are fine with it and that's okay but this is a podcast for entrepreneurs and all that so you know we're definitely a bunch of people who like you know Working. seeing what's next how far can <laughs> yeah. we push something right yeah. so i guess you know for a bunch of people they are okay playing pokemon go every day and they're happy with their life that's fine 
But for those of you that can push and want to push, you should always strive to work towards something, right? I mean, here's the thing, right? Also, what we're trying to do ultimately is in our own lives is we're trying to set a bar that is just so freaking difficult that what it means is that you can continue working towards it till the end of your life. That's your ultimate legacy. You know what you're trying to have people remember you as once you leave the thing. If you set the bar way too low, what happens is once you achieve it, then it's sort of like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Right? So I think, I think that's the thing. We have to be able to set like a very just crazy thing that for me, it's I want to go to space. I want to go to space at least once and to be able to see Ooh. the planet from a spaceship, right? And now that is it possible. sounds crazy. Now it's <laughs> possible. So you, you just need it the money. Possible. <laughs> exactly. It, so, and you know, this is what I realized is that um, think of, if we think of life as a game, being a billionaire is sort of winning the game in the sense that anything you want to do in life, right? You want to, you know, own a submarine. I don't know. I'm just saying, right? Whatever you want to do, it's unlocked by the possibility of, by, by having money, right? I mean, there's, there are definitely things money can't buy, but there's also sure a hell of a lot of things that money can learn. And if you think about money, it's not just buying material wealth, it's your ability to buy experiences, traveling yeah. to a different country and just being able to live in a different place and just do whatever you want. You touched a very, very good topic, money. How do you manage your relationship with money? Is it a conscious one or not really working on it? For me, what I realized money is it's, it's something that comes because of the value I add to people. The more value I can add to people, the more money that I can come. So at the end of the day, I'm not that concerned about money itself because I know it is a byproduct of doing a good job. And so my focus has just become, Kevin, all you need to do is just do a good job and money is just, it automatically comes. I mean, for example, if in my industry, I'm servicing clients properly and I'm taking care of them and they like me, they're going to go out there and talk to me about me to more people. As a result, as a result, then I get the money instead of it being the other way around. Right. So I mean, like, uh, and ultimately again, like, you know, people see, uh, some people see, oh, money is a bad thing and all that. Like, you know, there are like literally sometimes people say, oh, you know, money is like having too much money is a bad thing. It makes you evil. Not really. Money is a piece of paper, right? It has, what value is what you give to it. If you're saying someone changes with money, there's something essentially wrong with that person in the first place because it is literally a piece of paper. All money does is it amplifies whatever behavior that you have within you. If you're someone who's very kind, now you have the power to go and actually donate all this money and make a bigger difference versus someone who is always, you know, a little bit tight with the money. Then as money amplifies, that's what they're going to become more of, right? Yeah. So. You know, uh, and, and money is your ability to buy freedom, freedom in a sense, freedom of time, because you're no longer stuck in a job that is, you know, sitting eight to, you know, five o'clock. I mean, I love my job. I love training clients, but also there is, we live on a planet that 
we could be exploring and all the crazy things that we could be doing in this life right if we're not doing that and we're just stuck in this one small place what's the whole point of even like you know this this, this amazing chance that we have right so that's what money is to me it is freedom to go and uh, it allows me to buy experiences uh, in my life that I can't do without money going to space I don't think it's going to be cheap I want to become I, I want to drive racing cars at some point in my life that's not going to be cheap so all these things require money so for me it's just a way of getting there you know awesome I, th I, I, I shared that mindset as well since years ago yeah like, yeah money I see money as an enabler to yep. go and create experiences whether yep. that experience is for example me being able to pay for a personal trainer during lockdown i'm like right. that has been such a lifesaver <laughs> or me yep. going for a massage or me going traveling somewhere or me training um meditation instructor program like yep. experiences can be anything as simple as going for a meal out yeah or as fancy as becoming a formula one driver like you want to yeah <laughs> i mean like if you think about it right like because i've always uh, uh till till like you know two years uh before this i've always been uh you know one of those guys that's always broke by the end of the month you know and it's not fun because you can't enjoy life when you had to stress about thinking of how am i going to pay my bills how am i going to pay this how am i going to pay that so you're not actually able to focus on the things that are important like what you should be doing next because you're trying to figure this out right so money it's it um it satisfies the basic needs security right and once that's been satisfied then you can go and focus on the higher needs of a person yeah right? and right so that's that's really what money is if if you think about it gives us safety and possibility yeah. both and possibilities yeah safety and like possibility. uh yeah i mean um it, it, it's also fun like just the the sound of my, I think my favorite sound in the world is when you press the button on your ATM and it goes like, like counting money, ah. <laughs> like best noise in the world. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know to the ATM ATM anymore. Everything it's digital. Big pay. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay, coming back to health. Yep. In addition to training, as in the proper training session, you put a lot of emphasis on me drinking water and having the right amount of protein. Yep. Can you expand on those two things, please? Okay. Uh, so basically, in your case, what we're trying to do is help you uh, lose more fat, right? And, and I am not fat, you... by the way. <laughs> she is not day. fat she Just she is day. not fat but she she is trying to get leaner yes right? correct and uh, so why we drink water in a fat loss program or a body recomposition program is because number one water has no calories number two is water helps manage hunger it's it's a stupidly simple habit that that so many people overlook that just by drinking more water you are not binge eating as much Right, you're not bored eating as much. So as a result, you're eating a lot less calories, which means you could lose potentially an extra 
one or two kilos over the course of um, you know a few months right doesn't sound like a lot but when you're as small as you're not someone who's big you know no, you're, I'm you're someone size. who just I'm size. yeah you just have like a few more kilos of fat that you can lose before you're super lean right or so a bodybuilder that, competition <laughs> that's what he means super yeah. lean <laughs> yeah so for you even if you lose an extra kilo that's a big change to your body right that's the difference between not having abs to having abs yes right yes. so that's why we drink water uh number two is because um well you are made of water you are you know six this is 60 percent water right More. but a huge right. percentage of you is water right and all the functions in your body needs water to run right thinking digestion everything basically right because that's we are basically water <laughs> Right, so make sure that this is that's the second reason why we get people to drink a lot of water, including fat burning. Fat burning is a process which works more efficiently with water as well. Right, mm -hmm. um, why I get you to take protein is because protein can't be stored as fat. That's the craziest thing you should know is that protein your body cannot can't... be stored as fat. And my carbs yeah. can, all my bread and my tortillas and my enchiladas and my tacos and all of that, yeah. my sushi, all of that is stored as fat versus yeah. So protein can't be stored as fat. And that's really crazy because if you're giving your body calories and your body can't store those calories as fat and you're also in a negative energy balance, that means you're losing fat, but not muscle. Right. And that's the most craziest thing about protein. And this is why bodybuilders, they just protein, protein, protein all the time. Right. And I, I don't know that you cannot store protein as fat. You cannot store protein as fat. So, for example, right, in your case, I've told you if you're in a caloric deficit, you lose weight. So here's the question, right? What if you're in a caloric surplus? I said you will gain weight, right? If you're in a caloric surplus, you gain weight. But if, what if you're in a caloric surplus from protein? Protein. Oh, yeah. In that case, what, what happens then? You, you just gain muscle. You don't gain fat. You don't get fluffy. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't gain fat. You just build muscle. If you're in a caloric surplus with protein, you don't gain fat. Oh, so I need to go back to my protein shakes. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. And this is why, like, this. That's two things that I care about a person's nutrition: how much calories you eat, how much protein you. What so, uh, you eat per day, right? These two things are the biggest factors. How much carbs or fat is completely up to your preference, as long as you can fit it within that budget that you're given. Protein has to be allocated. You have no choice there. Carbs and fat, you can do high carb, low carb. You get exactly the same results. Just follow what you prefer doing, right? Huh? Yeah. And also, right when people take protein, they they're like, man, I think I'm having a fever every time I take my protein, and that's because protein uh, is requires a lot of energy to be digested. Your body has to burn a lot of calories mm -hmm. to digest protein, right? So what's happening is your body is heating up to digest that protein. So they call it meat sweats, right? You're sweating when you take a lot of protein. And oh. if you take, for example, yeah, if you take 100 calories of 400 calories of protein per day, that's 100 grams of protein, right? you would burn approximately 120 calories to absorb that 400. And 120 calories is equal to around half an hour of jogging. 
right? You multiply that by 30 days, that means you burn an extra 3,000 calories. That's one kilo of, you know, fat lost just because you're taking your protein. Interesting. Okay, talking about yeah. protein. In my world, I see two types of proteins. Animal yeah. protein, plant-based protein. Yep. I like to believe that plant-based protein is amazing and we can save the little animals and the pigs from yep. dying and the planet. Yep. <laughs> What's your take yep. as a personal trainer uh, on plant-based protein? Right. Um, plant, I, I would ultimately say, for me these days, I've been eating a lot less meat products as well. Um, I'm not as concerned about, uh, you know, meat proteins uh, or like plant proteins being better than meat protein. For me, ultimately, I'm doing it because of the whole, you know, global warming and the planet thing. If people can sh make that shift to vegan protein because they, you know, see the bigger, uh, you know, issue that we are all trying to collectively solve, which is global warming and all that, right? That's completely fine. But in terms of which protein has a better quality, mm -hmm. it's very negligible for people like us because, I mean, we are all very new beginners to training. Just eating better quality food, enough protein is enough for the most of us. So what I noticed is in terms of my clients, to some of them are diehard uh, meat eaters, right? And to go and tell them, hey, you have to start eating vegan protein, it becomes not sustainable for them and they, they break off. Instead, um, what I try and focus uh, in doing is I just get people to eat however they prefer eating or they have been eating. But if someone does come and tell me, hey, I'm trying to go into a vegan, uh, you know, like, protein sun, I give them all the options they could try because there is no wrong way of going about getting your protein. What are the options, the plant-based options? I mean, you have, uh, like, if you're looking at protein powders, you have soy protein, you have pea protein, right? And they can be really tasty as well. Uh, and if you're looking at natural food, then you have the legumes, uh, chickpeas. I think you make a lot of hummus as well. Oh, yes, I love my hummus. Yeah and tofu and tempeh so this is a great way of getting protein but also for a lot of people if for them it is difficult to get it through natural food just take your protein shakes and i do understand that natural food is better but some people just don't have the time for it and it's not realistic you know in a in a in a perfect world right Everyone is taking 10,000 steps a day. Everyone is weighing themselves. Everyone is, you know, uh, eating better quality. But it never happens, you know. And the lifestyles of people are just so different from each other to have that one um, rule blanketing everyone doesn't work at all. So ideally, you're eating good quality food. But if it is more convenient, just take a protein shake because protein targets are non-negotiable. You must hit your protein targets. Awesome. That's our next target then, because I've been ignoring my protein targets for a few yeah. weeks, if not a month now. We are we are gonna start, you know, in a in a few more weeks to start tracking your calories. And yeah. why we get you to track your nutrition is because when people track the nutrition, they learn so much, right? They are like, for example, uh, you know, you want right? Uh, she's my business partner, and recently I've been getting her to track her calories and stuff like that and she's like man i'm learning so much about my body and at that point 
um, you understand this food is uh, this many calories, this food has this much protein, and over time you can start making better and better decisions with how you eat food. And because it's numbers, you can quantify it again. Being able to quantify things is so important because numbers don't lie, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very true. So we use a powerful mindset combined with discipline combined with data-driven decision-making. Wow, now it sounds like managing your health is like managing a business. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. You know, it's, uh, it takes effort. It takes work. But when you do do it, think about it, right? If you're someone who's an entrepreneur or, you know, someone who's trying, if you have a body that's functioning very, very well, you're taking care of it, you're generally going to have a lot more energy, right? I mean, like, you know, you're just able to, you know, work longer, you know, you're stressed a lot less, right? Yes. And as a result, you can take much better decisions. Right? Yes. Part of it, I mean, ment the mental game is the toughest part. Mentally, it, it you can get through it mentally, but having a physical body to match that mental state is a huge boost to how we perform. It does make you a know? massive difference. And yeah, at I, the end of the day, body mind are super connected. So strong body, yeah. strong mind. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is why like a lot of my clients, when they lose weight, they tell me, man, one of the things I feel right now is I just have so much more energy. Like, you know, I just feel a lot less sluggish mm. because the foods they're eating is better. And as a result, as an entire system, the body starts functioning better. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're releasing more happy hormones. And this is why I love exercising, right? Is that at the end of all that hard work, you get that hit of happy hormones. It's like your, yeah, yeah, your, your, that's, that's basically all the, you know, uh, cells in your body or your, you know, systems, your body is going like, whoop, whoop. like whoop, yeah, whoop. you're getting the good hit. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. true because like, especially if you work out, I don't know, I work out in the mornings. It's more of a, hey, I've done this in the morning and then I am ready for the rest of the day and I have a different mood. Versus when I wake up and I don't uh, work out in the morning and then it's a little bit more sluggish, let's say. Yep. 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 It definitely sets the tone for the entire day. Awesome. So talking about tone, as we are approaching towards the end of the episode, I wanted to ask, what is your best advice for someone who's looking to get either leaner or more discipline when it comes to the workout routine? Okay. Uh, I think discipline works like this, right? Discipline, some people can work without having someone to check on them. Some people need people checking on them. Basically, in my case, I have um, a system of accountability, right? And for me, the accountability is I had to pay some, uh, I had to pay people their salary. So if I don't work, like, you know, so, so for me, that form of accountability means I'm ready to do things that is very uncomfortable because at the end of the day, I know that I have to report or, you know, I have responsibility, right? And for a lot of people, when building discipline, maybe that's one of the first things you can do is to create uh, someone to 
to keep you accountable, right? And if you can find a personal trainer or a friend or a someone who can keep you accountable, cherish them and keep them along, <laughs> right? Um, and in terms of discipline, again, discipline is, again, the faster you come to terms that it's not fun, right? It's This is not something that is fun, but I want to do this because for me, that ultimate goal that I see far away, that moment is so, um, I crave for that moment so bad. For example, someone who's saying, you know, I want to lose weight and for them being able to finally fit into a dress, right, that they wanted or having changed their body entirely or like someone telling them, oh, you look like you, you changed it. That moment for them is worth all that effort before it, right, to get like I have a client who's getting married and I just was training her before this. She has to go through hell week for seven days, right? Uh, seven weeks, right? But for her at that, that day of that, of her wedding, when she shows up in her bestest one, for her, all of this is worth it because for her, that ultimate goal is worth it. So I guess to build discipline in a way, you have to have a goal that is so, um, it, it you drive, you strive to achieve it because if you don't have a powerful enough reason to do it, why are you disciplined towards it? I mean, what's the point of it, right? It's not something that matters to you that much, but if it's something that you're like, I must, I have, like, this is something I want with everything, every ounce of my energy, that discipline, you will find it. That is true. You will find it. That yeah. is super, super true. Okay, and yeah. one last more question. What do you usually celebrate the most in your life? Uh, in terms of holidays? <laughs> no, celebrating. Just like in terms of celebration. Like day-to-day -day celebration. Oh. See, the podcast oh, is uh, celebrate you. So what do you celebrate? I love to celebrate um, my wins. Like in the sense, if I was to explain how I celebrate my wins, is that when a client achieves their goal, that's a win for me. When, you know, something um, in my life uh, that I've been working very hard for, I achieve it. I, I'm addicted to winning. I love winning and I, I live for that. I strive for that. And that's what I'm always looking to celebrate is that feeling of winning. So, right? of the day. Yeah. I, it's, it's a nice feeling and that's what I, I do on a day-to-day -day basis is I, I have a self-talk. I'm, I talk to myself constantly, right? and I'm always, um, you know, celebrating those mo those little things that, that happen on a daily basis. For example, today, there's one of my clients um, who messaged me, and she's she got into an accident last year, and she's not been able to train, but she was still following her nutrition plan, and she sent me a message today morning saying, okay, when I lost seven kilos, Yay. I'm just following nutrition, even though it's on. And for me, I feel great. I feel like I've been able to make a difference in someone's life. And those are the kind of things that I celebrate. Amazing. That sounds like a beautiful, oh, beautiful, beautiful way to finish uh -huh. the podcast. <laughs> Anything else that you would like to tell our listeners? Mm, I guess, you know, what I have to say at the end of the day is, um, especially because this is a bunch of people who are people who are looking to, you know, push further is that um, 
man it is not going to be easy but you just have to be relentless towards whatever you want to achieve like nothing wants to stand in the way of something that's relentless if you keep attacking like and you keep trying to figure it out at some point things will change the way you want right yes. and yeah that yeah. is absolutely beautiful kevin it's been an honor having you in the show um thank you very much uh, it's like i'm sure i'll speak with you in today's time in our next I'll personal trainer session <laughs> but yes, it's been a pleasure having you in the show ladies i hope you enjoyed if you're looking for a personal trainer do hit kevin up oh we almost forgot where can we find you uh, -huh. so uh all right so you know yeah. uh you can you can find out more about what we do on uh, movement dynamics fit uh, on instagram and you can also check out our website uh movement dynamics dot my so yeah yes cool. So Movement Dynamics Instagram or movementdynamics.my for the website. Yep. Amazing. Yes. Ladies, you know where to find him. He's really good. He'll keep you accountable. So uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> like he definitely will keep you accountable. <laughs> and look at, it's like that evil laughter. <laughs> That's very <laughs> uh, So yeah, he'll keep you accountable. That's a fact. <laughs> So hope that's you my job. <laughs> yes, that's your job. <laughs> that's what we pay you for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so hope you enjoyed the episode, ladies, and I'll speak with you next week. In the meantime, remember to re-listen to the episode, pick one idea and implement that in your life. Awesome. Immediately. Implement it immediately. Execute it immediately. Immediately, as Kevin says. Yeah. Immediately is important. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, this, oh, actually, if all is going well in this recording, this is the first podcast that we are doing with video too. So you've been watching us, right. not be watching at the camera all this time, but if all went well, whoop, 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 let's celebrate that it was the first video podcast. <laughs> I hope the video comes out well. I hope the video comes yes. out well. Okie dokie, sending you tons right. of love to everyone and see you next week. Bye. Bye, Monica. Bye-bye.